Floor 15. Fire Direct Headquarters. Stay right there. D- don't move. We got guns. Yes, yes. Big, huge, massive guns with bulging magazines and throbbing power packs and pulsing muzzles. Uh, don't overdo it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It just kind, just kind of went off there. I, uh, I swear that's never happened before. Is she, see, that's how you work your guns, you, you rascal. Hey, that's not very nice, Berryman. It wasn't too long ago you couldn't even raise your weapon, let alone do anything useful with it. <laughs> Enough with the penis metaphors, you leathery old prats. Well, 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 lads, look what we have here. Yeah, if it ain't our generous employers. Nice to see you both, Mr. Jenkins, Mr. Wilson. Come on out from behind that table. Ah, that's right. Hands or we can see them. And who's your friend in the fancy suit? Hey, that's the plumbing guy from Empire Direct. What are you doing here? You bloody nincompoop. We already told you. Uh, hey, hey there, there, Sonny Jim. Don't you talk to my friend that way. Oh, Sonny? Yeah, yeah that, that's better. It's keep you bloody nincompoop. We already told you that he really works for Voyager Direct. Him? He's the brilliant mastermind. He looks like he wet himself. You know, E.D. sells special underpants for that. Hey, now, that there is none other than Director Clemens two-time winner of the staggeringly mediocre board member of the year award oh i'm a big fan of your work sir love the bit with the warehouse overtime regulations really inspiring stuff that work die enough with the slobbering johns we're not here for autographs Uh, then may i ask what you are here for justice revenge treasure (laughs) i actually i would like an autograph Uh, it'll only take a moment i got a pen for you right here Oh, of course, of course. Who should I make oh, it out to? Right, um, uh, to my favourite financial pirate, master oh, of yeah. regulatory high seas. S- slow down, slow okay. down. Favourite financial. financial pirate. pirate. Yeah, ah, for yes. pity's sake, Jones, we don't have all day. Uh, you guys have no idea what you're doing, do you? Aye, we're famous pirates. Pure lucky catching us off guard like that. Wait, what? The FOB team caught you, Captain? You didn't catch them? Uh, this is... Unacceptable. According to our contract, we demand a refund. You'll be demanding nothing, wise ass. They told us you'd try to weasel out of paying, so they hired us to come and collect. Whatever they're paying, I'll double it. Hey, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I like the cut of your jib, fella. Uh, this is the same guy that tricked you into revealing your plans by pretending to upgrade your toilets, and now you trust him all of a sudden. I'm sure they had a pretty good plan worked out. Yeah, now that ED has flopped and VD is getting cleared up, surely these business wonder boys have a, have a golden parachute just waiting. Wait, wait, sorry. VD is getting cleared up? You already told everyone about our condition? That your company name is synonymous with genital warts? Yeah. If you didn't want it to get out, you should have sent tougher pirates. They did manage to get rid of ED by talking to the government, though, so we are available for hire. What's your plan? Um, right. Oh, not expecting that, eh? Brilliant strategic business thinking there. Sending a raiding party in where you already had an idiot on the inside. Well, some pirates you are, getting ambushed by three geezers with indigestion. 
Three unique geezers with 13.2 megawatts of particle cannon pellets pointed at you. Gentlemen, please. Look, the advocacy is almost certainly on its way. You old gentlemen will certainly be facing some trouble for discharging your megawatts all over this office. Our enterprising consultants will no doubt be questioned regarding their false identities used to gain access to Empire Direct. And obviously, then me and the boys here will face some sticky corporate espionage charges. So we're all going to jail. Not if we work together. There's a great deal of talent in this group, I just know it. Perhaps just a bit misdirected. Must be said that me and the boys here seem to lack somewhat in the uh, planning department, but we know every corporate bureaucracy in the UEE inside and out. (laughs) Well, heaven knows we're not at our best when the guns come out, but there ain't no one holding a candle to our strategy, system, and synergy analytics. And we may not be too bright, but we can still break things. Oh, isn't this nice? A quaint little tripartite conglomerate. And I suppose we'll be needing a quick getaway now. Oh, fine. But listen up. I'm in charge, you lubbers. My ship, my rules, and my profit-sharing and pension plans. Well, let's get going, you lollygaggers. Jones, Pete, there's not enough room in the elevator for all of us. You take the next one. Going down. Well, that's that then. Goodbye, BD and ED. I'll be glad to stop making inappropriate sexual innuendos all the time. You said it. Got a big crew now. Lots of new employees. Looks like I'll be filling in new incorporation papers. Yeah, what about our shell company? We can dissolve the subsidiaries and restructure as needed. Good ideas. It's solid, distinguished name, respectable. No innuendos there. Yeah, great. Look out, UEE. Here comes the strategic thinking and development team. In 2944, a crack marketing team, some pirate consultants, and a bunch of old guys performed a complex reverse stock acquisition and merged their three limited liability entities. These men promptly escaped from the 15th floor of the Voyager Direct building to the UEE underground. Today, still mostly tolerated by the government, they survive as consultants of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can afford their ridiculously high commissions, maybe you can hire the STD team.
Don't stop firing! I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me at the range point four. This is control, we are radio. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. and sieves, you're tuned to the guard frequency. As all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is our mega super 50th episode, one year Colossi Anniversa birthday show, and was recorded on December 13th and made available for download December 16th at guardfrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Lennon. And I'm Jeff. All right, well, what have we got this week, Jeff? Well, in this week's Squawk Box, we whip out the really big computer and we talk about life, the universe, and everything. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening around the UEE, including our weekly crowdfunding update, 10 for the Producers, Episode 1, Around the Verse, Episode 24, and we discuss the latest patch notes for Arena Commander. In this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, we tell you all about Patreon. And we finally tune into the feedback loop and let you join in on the conversation. Plus, we have some birthday treats scattered here and there. And I'm look, oh. really looking forward to that. Oh, but that's not all. As it's our... Uh, sorry, how did you describe it, Tony? Uh, Super Mega Colossal Anniversary Birthday. As, it, as it's our that thing, uh, we've got something special for you each day this week. Uh, eagle-eyed visitors would have already spotted the FOB Saga episode we released on Monday, so if you missed it, make sure you're subscribed to feeds.guardfrequency.com. We have lots of fun stuff coming your way this week, so make sure you don't miss out. We've added a new feature to our website, guardfrequency.com. A Patreon campaign button will let you know all about the rewards and backer levels in more detail in this week's Nuggets for Nuggets. But essentially, if you know how Kickstarter works, you're most of the way there. Our donation button is still there, too, if you're more of a love-em-and-leave-em sort of listener. Of course, we're happy to share our labor of love with you each week free of charge, but it's nice to get the occasional concrete reminder that folks out there in the verse love listening to this show as much as we love making it. Thanks to everybody who's already chipped in, and we hope you consider making a regular contribution. The more support we get, the better show we make. Uh, just before we continue, I've got some pretty awesome news. A fan of the show actually managed to find and send me some fruity oaty bars. Uh, the well, I, bars. Yeah, the fruity oaty bars. Actually, well, actually, they're called fruit oaty bars, but hey, that's close enough. And uh, I thought it would be great if we gave you guys the chance to win some fruity oaty bars. So send us a tweet using the hashtag GF50 telling us what you'd do for a fruity oaty bar. Hey, I want my fruity goaty bar. Then send a tweet, you old goat. That takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get on to the show and see what's coming through the squawk box. Any of you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. The twitch is normal. So it's our birthday. Yay. Yay. Last week was also my birthday. And we just had the CIG anniversary. That kind of puts me in a contemplative mood, you know? You know, why are we here? What's this all about? Do we have a purpose in the world? Well, it turns out we actually might. Jeremy England, a researcher at MIT, has been experimenting with mathematical models of simple molecules, say that five times fast, embedded in uniform heat baths. What's that have to do with the meaning of life, you ask? Well, turns out that this is the formula for the proverbial primordial soup we all supposedly came from. The carbon-based molecules are ones that correspond to the building blocks of life, and the heat bath is a nice generic name for ocean or atmosphere. By running millions of simulations on this virtual soup, Professor England was able to determine that there was a statistical preference among the molecules to form structures that were really good at absorbing energy of all forms and dissipating it as heat. 
turns out that RNA, a precursor of DNA and the essential component of life as we know it, is really, really good at that. And because the soup is geared toward heat dissipators and making copies of heat dissipators as a good way to dissipate more heat, RNA stole the show in the contest for worldwide domination, Atomic Class. Here's the thing. If the math on this is right, the universe is set up in such a way that when you add sunlight to molecules floating in water, you end up with structures that increase entropy. And the molecules that increase entropy the best make more copies of themselves. And the more copies they make, the more they crowd out other molecules, and the more they increase entropy. And since entropy is the fancy scientific way to say disorder, ladies and gentlemen, we have scientific evidence that we were born to be wild. So there it is, guys. We were born to mess things up. All I can, re- all I can really say is... Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. (laughs) It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned the sun that is the source of all our power. And it turns out that that song is apparently based in fact. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. And let's pray that there's intelligent life up in space. Because there's bugger all down here on Earth. Earth. Well, there may be, because apparently all you need to create life really is some some goo, some carbon molecules, a little sunlight, and and time. What does it? Because eventually you're gonna the molecules are gonna put themselves together. Let me see what the Galactic Guide says on this. Oh, we're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> does it specifically need sunlight though? I, no, 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 no. It doesn't it really matter. Heat, doesn't it? Because obviously, there's well, it, a, it just needs any sort of energy that's not heat that it can convert into heat. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, that that actually was going to follow on from what I was going to say. Is that because obviously they found uh, a lot of life on Earth that's like deep down in the bottom of the oceans and mm-hmm. clearly no sunlight there. But yeah, based on the same sort of thing, the ability to convert something into heat. So no, this uh, I'm quite excited about this. And it's soup. Yeah, Who doesn't like soup? Who doesn't like soup? I mean, and if you have soup, good things come from it. I think uh, we need to talk to the Campbell's people about this. The universe prefers soup. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny to see it, to find out that God is really Campbell's? <laughs> oh, that would be wouldn't it? I'd have to have a word or two with him about those carrots. Oh, but so Monty Not Python. Carrots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you read, seen, heard something that you think might be interesting by the citizens or civilians? Send an email to Squawk. This is Ken Shadow saying... Happy birthday, Guard Frequency. You guys have had a great first year, and I hope your second year is even better. Keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for all you do. Oh, by the way, don't take any coupons from Legante. Kinshadow, out. Good advice. Some good advice there. And thank you, Kinshadow. Now let's check out some CIG news. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Don't get taken home with me. Crowdfunding update for December 13th, 2014, 66627000 After all the hullabaloo of the anniversary sale, we're back to a slow and steady <laughs> half a mil per week. 681,000 plus citizens and 550,000 members of the UEE. Another 7,000 jump in citizens and 7,000 jump in UEE ships. Nice and even there. Nice and steady. Well, there's no letter from the chairman this week, so instead I thought now might be a good time to pause to inflate our egos a little and play you a message from one of the best eateries this side of the Magna system, Sonny's Diner. Over to you, Mr. Ravencourt. Hi, I'm Sonny Ravencourt from Sonny's Diner. I just wanted to take this chance to wish the guard frequency a happy 50th episode. 
I remember when I first met the guys from the Guard Frequency. We decided to spend some alone time up in an old hotel up in the mountains. But I guess we didn't realize how much snow there would be. Pretty soon the roads were cut off. There wasn't any phone. And the blood. So much blood. Running down the walls. The bartender was my only friend. He can help me finish the script for the episode. But it's all work and no play. Lennon is out in the hedge maze. It's cold. But I can find him. Anyways, happy 50th episode, you crazy guys. Here's to a short winter. Cheers. You know, I wondered why somebody wrote red rum on the bathroom door. I I searched Mm -hmm. all over the bathroom, but couldn't find any hint of that sweet, sweet piratey beverage. After the popularity of 10 for the writers, CIG decided to branch out a little, as well as giving Chris another week off, as we get the first episode of 10 for the producers. As always, we encourage you to check out the episodes for yourselves, as there's a lot of good information in it. But we couldn't pass up the chance to talk about our favorite little bits. One question in particular that caught our attention from citizen Flint Nefario, who asked more or less, Development is proceeding at a breakneck speed. How do you handle the extremely high standard that is being set? Because it must take considerably longer to get each step completed to CR level quality. But the backers continuously clamor for more... And Travis replies, I don't think people fully appreciate that during the development so far is what we're building a company, developing a game, and building something that we're shipping to players all at once. Normally those would have already happened for the most part before real production begins. So I'd say that we're producing extremely quickly. And I'm constantly impressed at how many patches and updates we push out to the community. This is an excellent point. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're doing this simultaneously and, more importantly, in front of everyone. I'm always impressed by the level of uh, that we've gotten so far, considering where we're at after uh, a couple of years of following this uh, particular little gem. You know, it may be our birthday, but we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, and I feel it's something that uh, I'm certainly guilty of forgetting as well, is that they are just not only building the game, but also, again, forming the company around it. People have come and gone. Whole shifts in direction have been taken, especially, you know, things like the lack of mount points and and all that sort of thing. There's been some real big changes to the game that they're learning as they go. So the fact that we get a couple of deadline slippages, you know, I think that it's part of the course it should be expected, and I think it's something that we as fans and backers need to bear in mind that there's a whole lot more going on other than just the production of the game. They've got to get everything else done. So given that update 1.0 is in theory less than two weeks away and bearing in mind everything that they've just said there, do you think that we're going to see any deadline slippage? Oh, I'm virtually certain of that. You know, last week while you were gone, Lemon, um, yes. we had basically the same question. Do you listen to the show? It's a great show, really. You should I should check it out. You should, it's, it's really good. <laughs> you should try listening to it. It's a fantastic episode. Uh, anyway, yeah, despite your absence. Um, in, in, any, in any event, Jeff and Jace both posited what, Jeff? What was your guess? Oh, I don't remember. Jeez, am I the only one that listens to this show, honestly? Seriously. I think so. Okay, Jeff and Jace, I mean, it's me. We, we produced this entire show. We've done 50 of them, and I'm the only listener. Okay, good. Um, so uh, Jeff and Jace both said late January, and I did the prices right maneuver and said mm, April. So I hope I'm exaggerating. Probably I'm exaggerating. But in any event, there's going to be a delay, and it's because they're doing this out in front of everyone, it's the constant tug of war between not shipping something that people are going to despise 
and continuing the release schedule in a regular manner such that people believe that you're actually working on it and spending the millions of dollars that uh, have been given to them wisely. And Mr. Lesnick came out with uh, something on the forums pretty recently. I think it was I think it was since our last show this week. And he said basically that uh, someone likened it to a roller coaster with him. Ha ha, yes, it's all ups and downs and twists and turns. But it's also the very beginning of a roller coaster where you're climbing. You really can't see the top because you're like if you like the third or fourth car back you can't really like see the top of the hill because it's obstructed by the other people in front of you and you don't know how high you really are going you saw it when you were in line right but you don't know now that you're in the car you can't really tell how far you are from the top but once you crest the hill and you've got all that potential energy in there you start moving really fast and the higher you get in the beginning before you start actually enjoying the ride the more energy you have to do all the things that you need to do to get through to the end of the ride. So we're coming to the end, according to Ben's analogy here, we're coming to the end of the long, long climb where you can't see the rest of the ride. And pretty soon we're going to be going through lots of twists and turns and dips and it'll come fast. I hope that's right. I hope that all starts with the release of 1.0. If it's this month, great. If it's January, great. Just enjoy the ride. See, I think that they're actually going to get it out in time. I'm quite optimistic for this because unlike previously, I feel that they've taken on uh, a lot of the feedback that was given by the community. And let's face it, there was a lot of vocal feedback about the delays. <laughs> so I think that they've got a little bit better with not only their predictions of deadlines, but also predictions of problems that may occur before deadlines so they can anticipate them in building it into the schedule. And so I reckon that we may actually see 1.0 before the end of the year. And I will bet you, Tony, a pack of huh? fruity OT bars that we have it oh. by the end of the year. You know, the thing about deadlines is is that the deadline is there where you want to get it done. And that's not always the case. There's a group of things that can push a deadline one way or the other. And all I know is that when it does hit the space, it, it's going to be in the quality that we've come to expect. And that's all I really care about. And really, the deadline doesn't matter squat. It really doesn't. Well, it matters now because now there's fruity Odie bars on the line. That's true. That is so, true. All right, all right, all right. I will see your fruity Odie bars, Mr. Rich, and okay. I will counter you a box of macaroni and cheese. Oh, oh, no. Okay. okay. It's just got serious. <laughs> you know what? It's just got for real. If it comes real. out in February, I get the fruity Odie bars and the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if it's let's just let's just get this nailed down just in okay, in yeah. uh, in verbal because that's practically right. worth the paper it's written on. If yeah. it comes out in December, I get a box you of get mac a, and cheese. You get a box of mac and cheese. If it comes out in January, you get a box of fruity oti bars, Tony. If it comes okay. out in February, Jeff just lives like a king <laughs> for the rest of the yeah. oti bars. Oh fruity yeah, fruity bars <laughs> and mac and cheese. Okay, I like this. Is good. This is good. This is good. This is this. I like this. All right, consider Excellent. it written. Consider it done. All right, there we are. All right, well, just a couple of other things that came out from 10 for the producers. Uh, on the launch of the Persistent Universe, we can expect to have almost 105 star systems with an average of four landing locations per star system, anything from a sprawling city to a remote outpost. And we also learned that at some time pre-Arena Commander 2.0, we can expect the currency system to make its way into Arena Commander, which will let us earn a little coin for our kills in order to rent or buy new weapons and ships for use in Arena Commander. 
Episode 24 of Around the Verse was released, bringing us the best from around the CIG community and letting us get one step closer to the folks making the game. In this week's episode, Andy B. and his big list of Star Citizen videos and podcasts gets a mention as MVP, and we'd like to second that. As discussed last week, CIG is asking for our input on official Star Citizen HOTUS. They want to know things like ideal price point, what features you'd like, and so on. Be sure to get your voice heard and take the poll. Links can be found in our show notes. Also, there's a big live stream on the 19th where we'll be hearing from various studios from around the world, and rumor is that there's going to be a dogfight between Ben and Sandy, something you're definitely not going to want to miss. Andy B. has been putting together an extremely detailed list of just everything on the web, Star Citizen E, other podcasts. Uh, every time CIG does an interview with a magazine or a news outlet of any kind, he puts the links up there. Guard Frequency is a longtime resident of that list, and uh, I want to thank Andy B. for his continued curation of the community's efforts from around the verse, putting that in one place where anybody can find it. Well done, sir. Well done. Mm. I mean, something that not a lot of people actually know, in fact, I think it might just only be the around the table here there was a bit of back and forth in the early days of guard frequency with the forum mods where we were trying to get our show stickied mm. like all the rest of them yep. and yep. Uh, after a bit of back and forth the mod team decided that there's just you know way too many community shows they don't want to show favoritism so they were going to unsticky everything at which point we just basically said fine we're going to create our own community thread with blackjack and hookers and then lo and behold <laughs> mr andy b went ahead and did it and created this this magnificent resource of yes. podcasts and videos and seeing what he's done i'm so glad we didn't do that because yes, one yes. we he, would never have done it to oh that God. level no never and two um i forgot where i was going well, I'll supply your number point two. Two, we <laughs> featured him on an early uh, Squawk Box. He was one of our first Squawk Boxes, actually. So we recognized his value and his contribution to the community long ago. And we are so pleased, so pleased that uh, this official level of recognition has, has come to Mr. B, uh, as, as he is known to virtually no one, but I just call him that. So uh, so hats <laughs> off to you, sir. Thank you for all you've done. And thanks, us, thanks for saving us a ton of work because we were going to do that, and good lord, that seems like a lot. I'd like to talk a little bit about landing in Squadron 42. Yeah, please do. Well, it got me thinking after re-investigating some of the, the information about this, that landing, what do you think it should be? Like, are you talking in terms of autopilot or whether we should be able to manually pilot it? Do you think it should be autopilot? I don't know. I think there's a great deal of fun to be had in trying to land your ship. However, having played flight simulators, I also know how terrible I am at landing a ship. So I can see that I'd probably make a lot of insurance claims if I went with the manual route. However, I've got it on good authority that Elite Dangerous, um, to quote uh, a particular player, I could spend all day docking. It's fantastic. Well, you know, and trying to, uh, taking them from the sea to the space, so to speak, I thought of all the things that could happen. You could have the address at a dead stop, and then you could use uh, lateral thrusters and maneuvering jets to get yourself into position and kind of just VTOL it, uh, a landing. Or you could be under fire where you would have the ship going at nearly full speed, and you would have to adjust accordingly. And then you could be in the middle of a solar storm or, you know, all kinds of different scenarios and where different landings would make for some very interesting fun and excitement uh, in, in landing. Landing's kind of cool. As long as they get the UI right, most modern jets, when they land, they turn on the ILF or the landing system 
that uh, you know switches their HUD into a different type of element so that they you know get the width of the landing strip and the elevation right and how far they off are from the deck and all different kinds of different information. So. It'll be kind of cool to see if that actually comes into play. Yeah, I think maybe if they gave the option for both, an auto landing and a manual one, because I think I would like to do it for the challenge. I just don't know if it's something that I would be willing to do every single time I needed to land somewhere. I guess, actually, ultimately, it depends on what you want to do as a career. If you're going to be, you know, space pilot, you're probably never going to need to land. If you want to be a uh, cargo hauler, it's possibly something that you'll do time and time again. So I think that you can make it a gameplay thing, too. Like, in certain conditions, you'll be required to land manually if you want to trade in deep space the space station can't afford the fancy Mm. auto landing system like jeff's describing if you're in a carrier uh maybe you're in the middle of electronic warfare uh environment and your carrier is trying to escape and the enemy's jamming stuff and so all of a sudden you've got to manually land as long as it's gameplay right as long as it's not something that's tedious i'm okay with either way but if they make you sit through the long landing cycle that's automatic and you basically just sit there and watch the pretty graphics, that could get tedious. Yeah, it would be good to see both, I think. Um, do you guys fancy some rampant speculation? I love no, rampant we don't like speculation. That no, no, we don't like no, that right here. No, we do. No. Tony does. No, we don't, we don't truck with that rampant. No, no, only the hard facts here. Uh, Wait, what are you saying? We are, we are full of rampant yeah, exactly. speculation. <laughs> yeah, we are full of rampant speculation. All right, Go well, for it, Lennon. Just for you, Tony, the hard facts are that the FPS team are white-boxing the Battlesphere. For those of us who want to engage in rapid speculation, WTF is the Battlesphere. I've recently watched Isn't Ender's Game. Isn't that from Game. Ender's Game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping it'll be some sort of zero-G combat oh, thing. It's got to be. It's got to be a total blatant ripoff of Ender's Game. You know, the, the, the team, when we were, we were talking last week about their, uh, they played a lot of Artemis to get uh, sort of inspiration and, and ideas for how to set up the crew seat systems. I'm hoping they watched that scene in Ender's Game to get ideas for the Battlesphere, because that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, no matter what it is, I'm really looking forward to the FPS module regardless. But if it is something like that, that would I don't think anything like that's been done in pretty much any other major game that I can think of. No, I can't either. Okay, good. Well, rampant speculation over. Then we'll move on to the next piece of news. It ain't 1.0, but there was a patch. And as we're committed to bringing you all the hard facts and the news from Star Citizen, we would be remiss in our duties if we didn't cover the 0.9.2.2 patch. So, without further ado, sit back and let us fill your ears with Patch Delight. The Gladiator is now hangar-ready, the Holiday Wreath has been added, and you can now get drunk in the verse when you drink from your liquor cabinet in your hangar. I think that's 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 marvelous. And then that, that's it. Of course, with every patch, there are a few known issues, such as your wingman not reacting to being shot by allies, and the fact that they won't stop flying between waves and Vanduul Swarm. So, you know, guys, we've all seen that episode of Battlestar Galactica, Learn from Cat, cut back on the stems. So have you guys got your wreath yet? Apparently, though, what you need to do if in order to get it, in case anybody out there is having problems, is you have to log into the game. That registers the wreath to your account. Then you need to come out of your hangar and go back into your hangar for it to be able to then load the asset from scratch. So it's a little bit counterintuitive, and you've got to log in, log out, log in, and then your wreath should show up. And as a complete non-sequitur, let's have this week's community question. 2014 has been a big year for Star Citizen, with lots of changes made, so we want to hear your thoughts. What are your favourite things that have happened from 2014, and what are your predictions for 2015? Just send us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com, or just post on our show thread over the Rob Space Industries fansite subforum. But now it's time for News We Didn't Use! 
Meet the CIG Devs episode for four paralegal and former moderator Stephen Can. An emergency session is called in Congress now as the conflict between Aceron and Delin reaches tipping point. And Lore Builder 25 gives us even more games and hobbies for our free time. Anyone want to talk about any of that? Nothing there uh, worth talking about, really. We could always ask, where the f- is the Avenger mission pack? We could do. You stole my question. In fact, no, I've got a better question. <laughs> I've got a better question. All right, okay, okay, it's all December right, right. 14th. It's our 50th show. It's our one-year anniversary. Where the f*** has the past year gone? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. So tell us, what did you do with your week off, Lennon? Uh With my week off, I actually went to see Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. It's the final tour, and it's happening in the UK only. And it's the modern version, so it's got Liam Neeson as the journalist. And it's got a whole host of other stars in there. Um, that's kind of underselling it a little bit. But no, it was a really, really good production. <laughs> um, if anybody does get the chance to see it, I would heartily recommend going to see it. Um, what about you two? What were you up to last week other than recording the show? Well, it was my birthday. Oh, yeah. Yes, so, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. I did. I, did I, I had birthday things to do. So I got several uh, novels, and so I uh, read those over the week. Didn't play any video games because of that. Hmm? All of them? Yeah. I read really fast. Oh, okay. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Uh, I played a lot of Elite Dangerous. I played also a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition. Two separate, completely separate genres, and both fun. I'm going to get Dragon Age. I'm just going to wait for them to patch all the bugs. Oh, there's not a lot of bugs. I I can tell you this. This is probably the best released Bioware game I've ever experienced. There's been very little bugs. It's chock full. I mean, hours and hours and hours of gameplay. In fact, I stopped mid-game and restarted so I could catch some of the things I missed the first time. That's the other thing I like about buying a game later is that there's plenty of wiki stuff out there that you can kind of go, God, what the hell? And you, you can play it through once and not miss anything. Now that we're all caught up with the latest CIG news, it's time to learn all you can about how to support us in Nuggets for Nuggets. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your feet, Nuggets. Greetings, citizens, and Sivs, and welcome to Nuggets for Nuggets, where we like to delve deep into the universe of Patreon and give you the details from the inside out. A fair warning up front, though, this campaign is still in active development, so everything we say is subject to change. This week, we're officially launching our Patreon campaign and explaining to you here how it works, what you can get, and how it helps us here at Guard Frequency. To help with Nuggets and more than just a writing role this time... Some say he dips poker chips into salsa and always hits on 20. But all we know is that he's called the Shiv. Mango salsa is pretty good. Patreon is a way to crowdfund creative projects, but it's not like Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a one-time donation to help a project or product be made. Patreon is an ongoing subscription to help fund creative endeavors like podcasting, web shows like Galactic Inquiry, and is similar to Star Citizen subscribers who fund CIG to make community content and get rewards for doing so. Our project at patreon.com slash guardfreak is set up to allow you to give us any dollar amount you choose per episode. Every month, Patreon will gather up funds from all the patrons and pass it to us. Don't worry, we'll only set our main episodes as paid posts. Any bonus shows won't count. You can also select the maximum amount to donate per month. We don't want you to hire Kin Shadow to come after us. We've been giving this show away for free, so what's in it for you if you donate? Other than more chances for me to put your name through the meat grinder, that is my voice when we announce new backers, we have backer rewards. 
By all means, any amount is appreciated, and if you can't donate, trust us, we understand. But if you want to back at $1.25 an episode, you'll get the recording of a live show early, before the edited show is released. And when the swag store unlocks, you will get things such as stickers! Yay, stickers! More on the swag in a bit. At $5 an episode, you get the same rewards as before, plus a patch when that milestone is reached. More on milestones later. And you'll get access to the back catalog for a month, which is episodes older than 30 days. If you donate at least $10 an episode, you get all the previous rewards, of course, and a t-shirt when those are unlocked. A little bit more on how you can unlock those later. And we'll put your voice in the show opening. You get to record yourself explaining that your portside thruster won't stop firing, your last nav point put you at Lagrange Point 4, or any one of the other lines. We'll likely rotate them around in different episodes, especially if we have several patrons at this level. If you donate at least $100 an episode, because it certainly isn't a limit, you get... That's right, all the previous rewards, and some wings. At this level, instead of your dad turning literally green, you can record your own distress call. How about these milestones, unlocks, and swag? In addition to individual rewards, if we reach certain goals for total donated per episode, there's even more rewards to be had. If we get $20 an episode, we'll unlock the sticker store. Yay, stickers! This allows anyone to buy stickers. But as mentioned before, at 125 an episode, patrons get a free sticker. Also, every week, every backer at any level, even a penny, will be entered to win one of the currently unlocked store items. The other milestones are at 100 an episode. You'll get a prelude every week, and guard frequency response patches enter the store. At 200 an episode, we'll do our absolute hardest to get a dev on every month. It takes extra time to plan these and extra work at post-production. Also, we'll put t-shirts in the store. At $250 an episode, we'll do a live public hangout. We'll play the game, do a feedback segment, something like that. And wings you can wear while you fly your spaceship will enter the store. So what do we do with all this cash money? Well, it'll cover our server costs, travel fare to CIG events like TNGS, CitizenCon, and PAX, and whatever other events we can get to with your help. We also want to upgrade some of our gear and otherwise make the show better. Look, it's it's very simple. Uh, we love this show. We're going to do it anyway, so nobody feel any pressure to donate. But we want to improve the show, and we are pretty much at the limit where we can go with the resources that we have at our disposal. So, you know, if uh, we, we've gone to TNGS, uh, we've sent people to PAX East who are already going there anyway, and so this is all kind of a real ad hoc, whoever can get there, let's see if we can figure it out sort of a situation. We'd like to do more. And if we can, we're going to. But if we can't, that's okay, because we're just going to keep doing what we do. So if you're happy with what we're doing right now, fear not, we're going to keep doing it. But if you want more, we would like to give you more. And things like the, the little stupid swag, the T-shirts and the, and the stickers and stuff, we just want to have certain unlocks and certain things, tangible things that we can pass out to people to say, hey, thanks for your support. Thanks for helping keep this show going. Thanks for helping improve the show and getting us to do more things. If you're comfortable and you can, We'd love the help. If you can't, that's okay. We're going to keep doing this. But we want to improve. We want to get better. And if you guys help us out, we will. Are you new to the verse and need a bit of advice? Is there a tidbit of lore or some sit or sieve taught you that we all should know? Let us know by dropping us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K. But for now, let's tune into the feedback loop and let you join in on the conversation. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just... Be friendly. Hang on. Do you see that blinking red light? Yeah. Uh, looks like a looks like a voicemail message. 
Hello, I'm Elijah. I'm Cookie. I'm Jace. And I'm Skiffy. And we're from Priority One Podcast. We all would like to wish you a congratulations on your 50th episode. It's hard to believe it's been a full year since you set out. We'd also like to thank you for your kind wishes during our 200th episode. And remember, without our stolen show format, none of this would be possible. Congrats again, guys. And here's to another 50. Wait, uh, they didn't wish us a happy 200th. I don't even think we heard from them at all. Oh, yeah. You're right. Screw these guys. We'll cut that in post. Oh, now. Now it's on. Yeah. Yeah. We would promise it by year's end, but uh, as we do a show about Star Citizen, we're going to push that deadline back to April. From our show post at GuardFrequency.com, Dillick says, Regarding our conversation about the validity of the Aegis Bulldog existence, ah, so that's what he was talking about last week. There was talk about overlapping roles. Yes, yes, there was. I argued several points which would have been confirmed by Chris. Bold words, sir. As stated in the show after the discussion, the Hornet, capable dogfighter, but no bed, which is a save logout point, confirmed by Chris, and short range. They both have their purpose limitation, validating the existence of both without overlapping. Tony, I'm keeping an eye out for your very concern, overlapping roles. Once that happens, I will make the forums burn. But so far, everything has a specific role. Exception, Wave 1 ships, those are multi-purpose ships, like the Constellation and so on, the Freelancer. As for the show, awesome as always, very entertaining. Welcome, Jace. I hope to hear you again in some other Guard Frequency episode. Hope to witness the massacre that will take place on your match. Oh, that Clarkson impersonation? Hilarious! Merry Christmas. By the way, my bet V1 will come out before Christmas. Ah, someone, uh, another fellow optimist, Lennon, just for you. Woo-hoo. But as always, I'm ready to swallow my optimism and taste my tears when it comes out <laughs> April 2018. Ha ha ha! Excellent. Well, on this, yeah. before we go any further, on this whole Aegis Bulldog deep space fighter, I, mm, I've got, yeah, I've got no, a no. series of buttons here, okay? Here's the first one. Shut up, Wesley! Here's the second mm-hmm. one. The feature you have listed to me will definitely be happening. Ah, and the third one. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll leave this one here because there's two major components here that we haven't really seen or heard from. Number one, the whole save point logout issue. I understand that that's a burning, raging problem on the forums now. Uh, if you have a single seat fighter, does that mean you can't log out safely in deep space? Your fighter's just going to spin there. Uh, why do you have to have a bed to log out in space? It's an issue that they're have, they haven't fully developed yet. We're going to leave that go. Plus, on the range thing, we don't have a fuel mechanic yet. So we're going to have to let that one go, too. The, my, the point is, it's too soon for a lot of this stuff. It appears that it's overlapping. Once those mechanics are in, hopefully those will be differentiators between the Bulldog and the Super Hornet. Uh, go ahead and play the, play the button again, Lennon. Shut up, Wesley. And we're done. Okay. All right. There it is. Okay. Yes. Sean Newboy writes in and says, First off, I literally lolled over you guys re- responding to my missive. And then in regards to the community question, he says, More coverage on real-time space programs. Keep us right up to date on the CRG HOTA system. I, for one, am very interested. Well, there's a poll out, so make sure that your voice is heard on that. And Jeff's voice will be heard on whatever the results are, I guarantee. Yep, you betcha. Osteron says, Great show as usual, gentlemen, and happy anniversary. Keep it up. Catching up on two weeks of news is tough, but I can't think of anything significant that you omitted. I was sort of concerned about the attitude displayed toward HOTAS pricing, however. While 200 to $2,500 ships are being sold out as fast as Comic-Con tickets, I still think those are a relative minority. 
with many backers assuming they're going to need $500 to $1,000 to upgrade or replace their systems to run the game on release, I don't think it's unreasonable that they won't want to drop half again as much on the control system that could arguably give them the best experience with the game. As a mediocre pilot without a lot of extra income or time, it's already looking like I'm going to be stuck in my starter ship for the first year of the game before I earn in-game cash to buy a better ship. I'd rather not be permanently shut out from buying the physical peripherals if I have the option. Well, I'm still not, personally, I'm not convinced I'll need a, a throttle. Oh, you need a throttle. You need a throttle. You need lots of buttons and, and, and a need good lots throttle. Of throttle. I don't know. I like having my throttle right where my thumb you just go up and down. Maybe maybe we yeah. need a hands-on trackball and stick. And I wasn't advocating yeah. for the you know the five hundred dollar joystick there. I don't think that's correct. Um, I, I was advocating that a good quality joystick could come in around well under two hundred dollars. Um, and when you think about it, I mean, when you spend two hundred dollars for a virtual ship, uh, spending two hundred dollars for a joystick is is nothing really. I'm advocating for there to be a uh, $70 joystick that can be hooked to a $50 throttle, which can be connected to a $200 10.1 capacitive touchscreen Android tablet, uh, which can be hooked to a $90 set of rudder pedals, which can be hooked to a uh, now now I'm getting, I'm running out of things, but Computer. I want a modular system. Yes, and modular Tony, I think you you best described what what it should be like. As long as they're all compatible and they all are produced right. by the same company, I think that that's right. That's and uh, I think that is that fits with the philosophy of the company. Uh, you know, com- commit as much or as little to this, the experience as you want, and I think that that's good for a joystick company uh, because it gives you the chance to have repeat customers over and over again. Uh, if they like your product that, they, that you buy originally, they'll come back to you for more. So I, th- I think that that's how they need to approach this. Whether or not they do it or not, who knows. Um, you know, whether or not they think the volumes are there to get that uh, specific with, with the systems. But, you know, if you make it a universal peripheral, people can use it with Elite. Uh, people can use it with uh, Star Citizen. They can use it for any of the other games that are kind of coming on the coattails of, of these companies. Uh, was it No Man's Sky? That's another one that's going to come out. There's a... Uh, another space sim that uh, I'm kind of keeping my eyes on called Limit Theory. Um, you know, the genre is making a comeback. And so I think a game company would be wise to invest a little R&D in a modular uh, sort of control system. SciTech does it with their Cessna stuff, and that's a pretty small limited market on the flight sims. Gear up a space sim uh, division, guys. One of you joystick manufacturers out there. It's coming back. Shaw Renz writes, you guys always kick out an awesome show. Keep doing what you're doing. Hope to hear more about the CIG HOTUS. I'd like something more purpose-built to apply this awesome game. See you in the verse. Can't agree more. And and definitely, you know, the HOTUS thing is is I have a lot of experience with, and, and I'll be sure to make sure that we, you know, talk it up as much as we can whenever there's news about it. Nico Randolph, a fellow search and rescue pilot, says, Show was good. Well, thanks, Nico. And Sardian, who gets the Chivalry Bean Award for providing feedback in multiple ways this week, says, Great show, guys, even without Lennon. Hey, I I understand. He then goes on to say, Thanks, Jace and Skiffy, for subbing. I like the point that Jeff made about the process of development being an entertainment commodity in and of itself. I feel Wait a minute, that was my point. 
I, he doesn't care. He's wrong about me being gone. He's wrong about the point. So let's just continue. <laughs> he says, I feel the same way. Money well burned. And thanks, Jeff, for the HOTUS insights. Well, that one was actually Jeff's point, though, wasn't it? That one was Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to say, and thanks, Tony, for the HOTUS insights. Insights. <laughs> I'm hoping for big things, as this might be my first HOTAS, if it's worth it. Great Nuggets segment. Very timely. I don't believe you guys missed anything of importance after after being absent for a week, with the exception of Lennon. You definitely miss Lennon. Everything's oh, forgiven. No, he's, he's totally wrong about everything else that I switch around, whatever. Anyway, one thing during regarding the cap ship positions, I think they could probably combine some of those positions into one. Some of them are so specialized that the fun level would probably suffer. Regarding the cap ships being granted the asteroid hangar, well, if you have the asteroid hangar, you also have access to the Revel in York and all the lower tiers of hangar. I found this out when I bought a cutlass and suddenly had access to everything. So, Lennon gets two weeks off and it's not even a holiday for him? Nice deal. Jace, has anyone ever told you you sound like Tom Bodet? Bodet? Tom Bodet, yeah. Yeah, of Motel 6 fame. Complimentary, not a jab. Oh, and Tony, here's the thing. You were wrong. I'll let you know when I figure that out exactly, but just storing it for future use. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thanks, Aeolian, and I'm sure I was wrong. Uh, listen for where I was wrong in this episode. I'm sure you'll find it. Philippe says, Gents, re Ken from Chicago's email and Tony's concern about addressing this sooner rather than later when an org breaks up and there's a disagreement over who gets the javelin don't forget that with the 53 million stretch goal we got the independent arbiters guild in this circumstance my guess is that the arbiter could manage bids for the ship in a private market and distribute proceeds dependent upon the market's outcome and submitted evidence um yeah the independent arbitrators guild uh, in law school we are taught contracts law and uh, I had one tiny little short professor who would wave his arms around and be furious because he said, I hate teaching contracts because it's the law of busted deals. And the Arbitrators Guild is there when it's all gone to crap. That's when you've had your disagreement, someone's gotten ripped off, it's all gone to hell, and now you have to have somebody step in and play referee. I want to test the organization process so that there are ways to resolve those problems before it goes to hell. And, and to expose when and where those problems go to hell so we have to invoke the Arbitrator's Guild. The idea is that we put something out there that people work together on and then watch it break and do that before it gets into the Persistent Universe. So the Arbitrator's Guild is good, and that's like the, the absolute fallback stuff. We need to test the system to see what happens before it gets there. And then he goes to say, I heard someone say in your show several episodes back that my Cutlass Red isn't a for-real search and rescue ship. This made me sad and has a frowny face. And he also goes on to, and later in his feedback, uh, talks about the Redeemer. Well, it's the same kind of a thing. It's supposed to get into someplace dangerous and have a lot of internal volume to drop off Marines. Why not fill it up with sick people instead? Okay. But I think that what we would like to see, and this was back they were doing the poll for which would be the next uh, ship that they would build, we would have preferred to have in the verse a designated search and rescue ship because then the designers of the game would have to build game mechanics and scenarios specifically for search and rescue. Right now, it's sort of a sideline, and you can buy modules and things for some of your other ships, but if they had a ship that was going to be search and rescue um, based, the mechanics and the game support would have had to have been there. 
that's our disappointment, I think. Yeah, and and, and there are uh, maybe I'll put together some links for next show, but but uh, they're now now with the manufacture the type of manufacturing robotics we have and the technology of materials and stuff, they're actually building purpose built uh, police interceptors and uh, ambulance. Uh, because they realize that they can get away from the uh, problems of, of throwing something on a single chassis or, or a, uh, you know, a mass market chassis. And they can actually build something now that is, uh, has all the qualities needed for to do these kind of specialized jobs. In any case, just remember to, to get a cutlass red to write cutlass red in reverse so when someone's looking in the rearview mirror, they know you're an ambulance. <laughs> okay. Good. That's right. That that's right. Good good point. Shamako ninety eight says, gentlemen, with the pending slip of Arena Commander one next year, I think the discussion of project dates and their slippage is in order. Now, I'm in favor for waiting for quality as much as the next guy. But I worry that the community may be a bit too passive about par- Star Citizen repeatedly being pushed back. For example, I would rather see no new ships in the pipeline and greater focus on getting the beta out with the Persistent Universe and FPS Incorporated. What concerns does what concerns does the Guard Frequency crew have over this, or are you content with a 2018 release? Well, uh, I, for one, am concerned with a 2018 release. Nobody wants to see a game this long in development. We saw that with Star Trek. But that, then again, we saw one company, Perpetual, uh, start a game that that uh, failed to produce and was taken over by another company. This this company seems to be foraging ahead, and I would I would hate to see this come out in 2018. And I am concerned over the fact that they're uh, seem to be I want to say greedy because I don't think it, greedy is the word. But but they are they do seem to be concerned more about getting ships to backers that we have nothing to really do with the game. I mean, remember this game is is not even in alpha yet, and you know we're selling shi- they're selling ships like hotcakes. So uh, really, what's the point here? And yeah, that's the thing too about the ships, Jeff, is that the guys that do the art are not the same guys that program the back end. They're not the same guys that put together the economy. They're not the same guys that put together, you know, the login screen, whatever. I mean, they've got it set up on parallel development. So the ship stuff is the most visible to us because they can do a concept relatively quickly. And they have a lot of concept artists. We discussed earlier in the show, we're at the top of the roller coaster or getting close to the top of the roller coaster, according to Ben Lesnick. So hopefully we'll start to see, some of the results of their, you know, lead time here start to come to light. So I, a little more patience. I, we joke about a 2018 release, but the fact of the matter is this game is going to be constantly released over and over again. And stuff that we've been promised and features that will be definitely included will continue to be released as time goes on. Some will be pushed back, some will be moved up. But people developing the ships are not the ones integrating the back end of the game. They're not the same group, group of people. The ship, the slippages, they're going to happen. But... We just have to hold our breath, be patient. Of course, if it does take longer. that long, I mean, it's not always a bad thing. Duke Nukem forever, am I right? Oh, <laughs> don't even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lennon, the <laughs> shut up, Wesley button for Mr. Shiv, please. Shut up, Wesley. 
Ben Sanders says, you are now considered a senior and entitled to all that there is to offer. Just ask Palpatine and Vader. They got to screen the prequels first. Ugh. They get discounts at the diner that used to be on Coruscant. Ha ha. And I hear you can get privileged parking at the Revel and York hangars. Damn right. We get the little placard and everything. Alas, you'll be 51 and I'll be like, we hardly recognize you. Stay on the end guard. Thanks, Ben Sanders, for all those great Star Wars references and for bringing up the prequels. Just don't, don't do that anymore. From our God Frequency Facebook page, Ryan Starks writes in and says, Just a little feedback on your show. You guys do a really good job. I enjoy the format and the outtakes you air at the end of the show. Your comedy bits are all well done and kept in check with the quality show. Be happy to add you to my growing list of Star Citizen friends. Take care and we'll see you in the black. Permanent Starlight from Twitter says, Happy Summer Scent. <laughs> Cute. First First Problems says, wonder what would happen if Guard Frequency did noontime pneumatic nuggets for noobs needing nurturing. <laughs> oh, my God. That was terrible. That was terrible. And from Reddit.com, Sharp Spoonful writes in and says, awesome episode. I love listening to your podcast and often find myself trying to have a discussion with you through my car's speakers, such as arguing about how the Caterpillar is supposed to be awesome. I'm looking forward to its modularity. It will be something of a heavily armoured transport a la the Misery, but slower with more freight unit space. I get why they're trying to push the pirate theme, but not everybody flying a Caterpillar is going to be a pirate. I can almost see it as an armoured car of sorts, I guess. Well, I don't know what the Misery is. What's the Misery? I was hoping somebody else knew. Not a clue. Sharp Spoonful, you'll need to write in and tell us what the Misery is. Go, Our ju- go Justin. Patreon is Mercenary Thorn. Hire him to be a himself in the enemy's side. Click on the giant P on the guard frequency page and become a patron today as we said in the nuggets and Akarok left a note on the patreon for the last episode just finished listening to the episode really enjoyed hearing your opinions on the subsystems as for my handle you pronounced it the same way i pronounce it so no butchering has occurred as far as i'm concerned uh, so jeff try harder next time and add some vowels and syllables will do good advice and this week's community question, 2014 has been a big year for Star Citizen with lots of changes made, so we want to hear your thoughts. What's your favorite thing from 2014? And what are your predictions for 2015? Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com or post on our show thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. So how's the show? Did our wisdom of the ages show through? Or should we be shipped off to a home to perish while our family forgets about us? Either way, let us know. Here are some ways you can get in touch with us. Check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. You can leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com. And you can subscribe feeds.guardfrequency.com or find us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak and start an argument on our Reddit at guardfreak.reddit.com. Leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak. And if you're lucky, I will butcher your name on the air. And if you're old school like us, shoot us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do. So take a minute and tell us what's on your mind. And that brings us to the end of episode 50 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 51 on December 23rd, so be sure to keep an eye out for our shows over at guardfrequency.com or on the official Robert Space Industries fan site subforum. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways we just ran down in the feedback loop, you can also use the contact form on our website. And all the details for all the ways you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Do you like what we do? 
Do you want to come and help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Well, if so, just send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. And if you just can't get enough spaceship podcasting, then you should check out our sister production, Priority One. They cover Star Trek Online and the greater Star Trek universe, so just head on over to PriorityOnePodcast.com. Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? Check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, at the official RSI website, robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash guardfreak. And if you're not doing anything Saturday nights, you should join us live over at guardfrequency.com slash live. We start recording around 8 p.m. Central. That's Sundays at 2 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Simon Trollton Edwards, and our assistant audio engineer, Michael Duncan. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work, including his newest release, Alphanumeric. But above all, we want to thank you folks for tuning in each and every week. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. If anybody wants a recommendation for this game, I'll get I'll gladly give one. It's the best Bioware game. Oh, Jeff, did we, do, did we lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, uh, you, you kind of dropped off. Oh, I stopped talking. <laughs> oh. Well, it sounded like you stopped mid-sentence. Oh. That was the thing. Yeah, it's oh, kind okay. of like the way a guy having a heart attack would just stop mid-sentence. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't a natural pause. <laughs> well, if I go, eh. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> 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 now that we're all caught out with the latest, caught out. We'll have a lot of fun stuff coming your way this week. We'll have a lot of fun stuff coming this way your ah coming this way your week. Hey. Yep. We'll have a lot of fun stuff coming coming your way this way. I can do this. I promise. do not take time off. Do you get it? Now? <laughs> I will not. Oh. <laughs> it's not like riding a bicycle. No, it really isn't. Um, okay, so I've just been. I'm sorry. I'm. I got. I was. I didn't make good radio there for a second because Elijah keeps poking me while we're recording. Why? He's in the chat room. Do you want me to slap him? Yes. Kick him off the server. Can you kick him off the server? I'm somewhere sure I right can. Out? Take that, Elijah. Yeah. Take that, Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. It's Elijah. He'll respawn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he will respawn. He'll come right back. Can, uh, were you <laughs> able to kick him off? Yeah. Well, I've I've kicked him off of uh, kicked him off the RC. I can try and kick him off of this one as well. Yeah, just just boot him. That was, that was so much recording. Whoosh. All right. Anyway, so I'll I'll finish reading our lines here. Oh, good. Okay. Yes, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hang on. I'll finish this off here. <laughs> Have you read, seen, or heard? He's something? back. Hang on. I'm gonna drag him in here. Hello. So, what do you want? Yeah. So <laughs> here I am recording my bit, doing our thing, and then I get like all these pokes in my ear, throwing me off my stride, messing with my business. Oh, real talent! Oh. Real, real talent is that? As oh, oh. You boot him again! Boot Let's, him again! Yeah, boot him again! Just get this guy out of here! Just, just, just kick him off! I'm starting we, to think we, kicking we him is business. too good now. <laughs> but it's not clearly. Um. No, clearly we'll just we'll go ahead and kick him off. Jeez! No, you're just, you're just gonna just drop on in whenever you feel like it, man. It's like forget. You just need me to record something, aside from the show that I'm recording now.
no, 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 no. Mikasa es su casa. Lennon's TeamSpeak channel that he's donated to Priority One is su uh, TeamSpeak channel he's donated to Priority One. So, so, so now that you're here in our casa, uh, Elijah, and with with our guard frequency li- uh, live audience here, what can I do? Tell tell me what I can do for you after the show. What, am, what can I do? <laughs> is one word clear. It's a favor, Tony. You, yeah, you, just 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 the word clear, and you need a, a sound file with the word, me saying the word clear. You know, like, like, this like means he'll owe you. Paddles. He'll owe. <laughs> oh, the it's prelude. Part of, oh, part of your prelude the, that you're stealing from yes. us. <laughs> this sealage is complete. The cycle of theft. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is good because. Yes, this is this is wonderful. We steal from you. You steal. It's it. This is lovely. So, do you, are we talking like paddles? You mean like like paddles clear? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> like oh, like like pew pew clear. Like you know, like clear man, clear. <laughs> okay. Well, I need that to get into character. I need that to get into character. So pew pew clear because I just shot. Some... <laughs> you know, you know, if you were an expert editor. Then you could just cut the pew pew out before I say clear. But clearly, you're not an expert editor, much like I'm not an expert broadcaster. So, you know, yeah. There's I was going to say, if either so of you were experts at anything, you'd realize we're still in the middle of a recording. <laughs> oh. Well, this is good. All right. So, uh, bye bye. For example, I would rather see no new ships in the pipeline. What concerns do the guard frequency crew have over this or are you content with the 218 release or the <laughs> <laughs> 218 oh no okay. let, me, let, me, let me just say noontime memo uh, <laughs> I didn't give you this one on purpose or anything I know I know but slower and with more <laughs> FU space I'm sure that's freight units but I could not change it that's you Lennon Oh, sorry, me. <laughs> I forgot. All right. To help with nuggets and nuggets. Uh, to help with nuggets and nuggets. You're going to put nuggets in your nuggets. Hey, yo, dog, I heard you like nuggets. I'm going to put some nuggets in your nuggets. Okay. Our project at patreon.com slash guardfreak is set up is set up to send us... Wow. Shiv, what I don't understand here is this? that you're you the one that this. wrote this. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I, I screw up occasionally on, 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 on Squawk, so I know where you're at. I know, I know you're feeling, but deep breath, deep breath. <clears throat> Just wake me up own. when he's done. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't give you any lines this show, Jeff. No lines. None. You did. You did. The next paragraph. Yeah, there's a G right I, I there. There's a G. But see how short it I is? See about, how small I it is? I thought about not doing it. Just to be funny, but <laughs> I decided against it. I don't like that. We've been giving the We sh- know, Jeff. Shiv wrote it. We know you don't like it. <laughs> Other than the chances for me to put your name through the meat grinder, that is my voice, we can announce new... Ba- <laughs> Just wake me up when he's done. <laughs> <laughs>